0: So Wednesday night, we had a Bible study and a discussion about welcome, and I'm looking at my microphone now because, yep, that's right. Oh, no, it's still on. Okay. Um, We had a discussion about welcome, and one of the things that we talked about was when we fear change, when uh, we fear what will happen to us if we bring strangers into our midst, uh, what are we afraid of? And we talked, and we talked, and we talked, and Bruce kind of looked up and said, well, we're not really afraid. And we kind of talked some more, and it came clear that at least in that group on Wednesday night, he was right. We sort of were ready to welcome people who might change the congregation, who might change things in different ways. We talked about abstract senses, about things that might happen to make us lose our identity, but in general, we came to the conclusion that we were actually pretty ready to go with the flow. And that's where we were. And this is why we have Bible studies, so that I get a good idea about what to preach about on Sunday morning. Because this story, this letter, you know, Paul is writing to people, and it it really seems like he's writing about this dispute between Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians. Um, This idea that, uh, and this comes up in a couple of different letters. It comes up in Galatians as well. It also comes up in the uh, Acts of the Apostles. Um, this tension between the church in Jerusalem, led by Jesus' brother James, and the church, churches outside of what is now Israel, uh, which were largely churches founded by Paul and his disciples. Now, Paul was the great uh, converter of the Gentiles, the non-Jews. And one of the things that came up and that we've seen in the letters is that sometimes people would come from Jerusalem to a Christian community and then not eat with some of the new Christians because they weren't following the Jewish table rules. And Paul especially didn't like people who, when other people from Jerusalem weren't there, ate with a bunch of people at the table. uh, And then once other people came, sort of stopped doing that to impress the people from Jerusalem. And so that was a big tension. And here we have Paul talking about specifically dietary rules He also talks about whether to eat or not to eat. And so what he's talking about there is the observance of fast days, of days when you don't eat, and whether or not you should do that. Um, And he also has that idea going again saying, if you are strong in faith, you shouldn't judge people who are weak in faith. So what he's saying is, even if you think everyone should follow these rules, it's not your job to sit down at the table and judge everyone for not doing it, because explicitly, it is God's job. Why do we care? Because we've just made it clear that we do not have the same fears about changing the nature of our religion, about changing the nature of our community. And so we're going to shift gears. And instead of having a typical Nathan uh, challenge sermon where you come and are challenged to do lots of things, I'm going to remind you of some of the joys we have in our community. Because this sermon is not only a sermon to the strong. It is. It's explicitly saying, if you think you are strong in faith, keep your mouth shut. Welcome people in any way. We're all at different places on our journey. It's not your job to judge, it's your job to welcome people in, not to mock them, not to deride them, but out of genuine welcome because God loves us all. But because it is a message to the strong written in that way, it is also a message to everyone who considers themselves weak in faith. I don't think we have very many people in this congregation who think that they have all of the answers about God. Could be wrong. You could just be hiding from me. But what I do think is that a lot of you have doubts. I think a lot of you have doubts about whether you're good enough. I think a lot of you have doubts about whether you know enough. I think a lot of you have doubts about maybe someone in another church is a better Christian than you are. I think a lot of you have doubts about your role in the church and that drives some fear. Maybe that's why you don't volunteer for things. I'm here to say, this is Paul's message. We, none of us knew how to do everything the first time. None of us. None of us knew how to give a speech the first time we tried. None of us knew how to shoot a basketball the first time we tried. Some of us still don't know. Occasionally, there will be some person who walks out of Ankeny High School and onto the field of the Iowa-Iowa State game and kicks the game-winning field goal, occasionally. But even he was not born knowing how to kick field goals. It's all about practice. And we have that idea that, oh, other people are better than us. Guess what? No matter what you do, someone's going to know more than you. No matter what you do, Someone's going to be better at the task than you. Someone's going to make a better pie than you. Someone's going to grow a longer green bean than you. Someone's going to make a quilt that wins bigger awards than yours. Someone is going to be able to recite scripture without reference to the Bible. Someone's going to be able to preach extemporaneously on whatever passage you give them. Someone is going to be able to sit in a Bible study and give you the historical background to everything that happens and a cross-reference to 15 modern movies. That's going to happen. Guess what? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Because what we're here to do together is not to be the best. That's not what we're here to do. Because to be the best is a challenge that Jesus wants us not to have. Because to be the best means you must always be the best. If it is your identity, I am the best at this thing, then that moment you encounter that one person who on this one day does it better than you, your identity is gone. That's not what we do. We recognize that we are always going to be weak in faith. We are always going to be weak in bondage. We could always do things better. And that's the joy of it. Because if we are the best, we have nowhere else to go. And what Jesus tells us is, until we have brought about the kingdom of God, we have somewhere else to go. And so when you come in here with doubts, good. Because your doubts, if you talk about them with other people, create a bond with that other person. It creates an opening, a welcoming opening, for that other people person to say either, if you're the kind of person who has all this knowledge, I have knowledge to share with you, or if they're a person who simply thinks that you do because they see you are in church every week, realizes, oh, I can have questions too. And there's nothing more welcoming than being informed that, in fact, no, we we don't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers and are interested in the answers that you have. Because when we take all of our opinions together and we take all of our questions together, we get to go on a journey together. And so that's what we're talking about in this passage. God's love for us is not because we are strong in faith. God's love for us is because we are loved children of God. And so we are good enough, and we are worthy enough to ask questions. And that's what we do here. We welcome people to find out what questions they have. We welcome people into this place so that we can grow from knowing them. And that is the joy of being a welcoming community that we are not just interested in our opinions, but we are interested in our opinions. Because I'm sure there are people here who have kept their mouth shut because they're sure other people are not more knowledgeable than they are. Let me let you in on a little secret. It's not true. If you've ever sat on a committee, you know that everyone is secretly wishing that someone else hasn't answered the problem we're discussing, right? I know it's on trustees. <laughs> Tom is sitting there praying that someone has an answer for how to fix the roof. Because <laughs> we tried and we, we don't know what it is. Um, so that's the joy of being in community together. That when you feel you are strong in faith, you still have more to learn. When you are weak in faith, you are not alone. And so as we go through this month, as we go through this fall, I would ask you to think about the questions you have. Think about the questions you were ashamed to ask, and ask them. Questions are a blessing. Not feeling like you have something to prove to one another is a blessing. And the joy comes in finding out we all had this question together, and maybe we can get together and answer it. We are all loved children of God. All of us. And that love means we get to come here in a place free of judgment, hoping to get closer to God together. So let's do that. Amen.